Howdy and welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast, where we have fun talking all things hunting and in the process do our best to support small and family-owned businesses in the hunting space. Here are your hosts and resident bandits, Jimmy Byrne and Richard Kinchlow. Howdy folks and welcome back to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Jimmy here along with my co-host and Axis Hunting... Mm. Richard, how are you, sir? Well, don't worry. I, I I'm doing <laughs> doing fine first, but uh, we uh, we didn't shoot any, but but we uh, saw a few and we we drank some cold beer, so it was good. All I'm right, good. All right. Well, I mean, I guess I kind of gave away what this episode is going to be about. I want to talk about uh, the Axis hunt that I unfortunately missed this weekend, and then I guess we'll kind of wrap it up talking about Casey. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, that works good for me, man. Appreciate it. Awesome. Okay. All right. So where do you want to start? Well, we can start, I think, with the recap of uh, my little Axis adventure. Uh, l- learned a lot. Learned a lot. I mean, obviously, we had a had a wonderful time, um, uh, and we'll we'll kind of set the stage, talk about the area, talk about uh, you know the weather, all the, the various factors, talk about how we hunted, uh, but we're also going to talk a lot about you know about what we learned. Um, you know, we I, I give a lot of credit to to whitetail deer as being uh, incredibly smart. Okay, but <laughs> be honest with you, I'm not sure they hold a candle to uh, to the axis deer. These these little dudes are 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 pretty incredible. So we'll uh, we'll we'll talk about that as we uh, a, little, a little bit later on in the uh, the podcast. But uh, to to kind of set the stage, uh, this particular ranch was in Brady, Texas. So that's the um, they were kind of officially the hill country uh, portion of, of Texas in McCullough County. And uh, the, the, the ranch that we were hunting on, I, I, think, it was a, I think it was about a thousand acre ranch, uh, but it was broken up into um, broken up into different pastures. And I think there was uh, this thing the Stillwater pasture was 500 acres. Uh, and that's where we were. And then the other one was was 500 acres or, or maybe a little bit more. Uh, absolutely gorgeous place, <laughs> no doubt about it. And, you know, we've, we've talked about it a billion times, but, you know, half the fun of hunting and fishing and just being in the outdoors is just that, is being in the outdoors and, and getting to, to, to see some just really cool things that they, sorry about that. I just ripped my shirt. <laughs> if you didn't hear that. Um, no, <laughs> my wife is, uh, in here <laughs> sorting boxes again. up for her her business, so oh, Sun- uh, Sunshine Tienda. Right, right. Uh, nice. so, so, folks, if you hear uh, a tape going by, a tape going by, a tape roll rolling, then that's what that is. So I'm actually that. impressed that she could use a tape roll gun. Not not because of <laughs> any other reason, but that every time I get, I mean, it's, you know, it, it's cut down the middle or something, and I just end up saying a couple of bad words and throwing the whole thing away and right. hoping somebody else tapes the box. So, but... <laughs> All right, so so going back to kind of the terrain, uh, again, uh, a gorgeous area. Uh, you know, they call it the hill country for a reason because it is it is kind of mountainous. Okay, now I'm not talking, you know, peaks at 8,000 feet, 10,000 feet. There's no tree line. Okay, but for here in Texas, there it, it's pretty down, pretty darn rocky, pretty mountainous for us, okay? Um, is it, it, uh, it hill, hilly like it is down around like Wimberley and stuff there? Yes. Just, just really like that, the true hills yes. of the hill country? 
Yeah, okay. Absolutely, it certainly is. And you'll see, you'll see on, on, on the video footage that I got. Uh, by the way, you might want to take some Dramamine before you see it. <laughs> I was trying to be as steady as I can, but um, yeah, I'm just not that good at filming. So, but uh, yeah, we're we're working on that. So um, I, anyway, but again, very very picturesque, very hilly. Uh, as far as trees are concerned, a lot of live oaks. Uh, a lot of mesquites, and then every other thing that grew out there either pinch, sticks, or uh, or or stings you. I mean, they had every literally every form of cactus you could imagine, to include prickly pear, uh, and a few other ones that I I, I can't remember the name of. Uh, but it was um, it's definitely denim clothes out there only. <laughs> uh, anything else, any of that fancy you know wind technology stuff would be uh, obliterated. Maybe <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, with, with with the thorny country. So um, the other th- really cool thing about this ranch is that it, it was it borders the San Saba River, uh, which is just awesome. So in, in the video that I'll put on our YouTube page here, uh, sooner than later, you will see the San Saba River, and it, it's just a it's a very picturesque river, um, very very cool. So um, yeah. So anyways, th- this pasture that we're hunting on five hundred acres. Uh, it is high fenced, okay, uh, and uh, multiple blinds, multiple deer feeders, uh, spin feeders, okay, and uh, ironically enough, a lot of them were the winch up feeders, um, as we were just talking to um, to our good friend Freddie at the Spin Tech feeders about that, mm-hmm. um, and then also um, they had a bunch of protein feeders as well. So, kind of the objective of the weekend was to shoot some axis deer. Uh, my my brother-in-law was uh, gracious enough to invite me and one of my buddies down to uh and, and his his son came with us little six-year-old Bo. Uh you may remember Bo from such stories as Bo get lost in Jeep while <laughs> me and Bo's father go and hunt dead animal. Um yep, yep. that that same kid. So he's a trooper and he's a lot of fun to have out there. So but again, Kevin, the objective was to go out there and, and, and try to, add to, to to harvest an axis doe and an axis buck. Uh, you know, I, I taught Rich to hunt and uh, put him on a lot of animals over the years, and he, he kind of wanted to repay me, which I am just incredibly, um, I'm, I'm very grateful for, um, you know, that, that somebody would want to do that for me. But uh, uh, anyways, it was a, a super awesome time. So uh, we went out there on the Thursday night, made the trek all the way from Dallas uh, to, whoa, man, that was a good one. Um, I hope that's not the, too loud. No, no, no. That's okay. <laughs> it adds to it. Dale. That's right, it does. Professionals, we keep saying that. That's true. So, yeah, uh, other businesses are going on behind us. So. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we made the trek out there from Dallas, ended up getting in about 10 o'clock um, or so. Um, so the, the trip out there was, uh, was, was really pretty. Took, took 20 down to, um, I think it's a 183 and then went through Brownwood and then went through Brady. Uh, the reason why I mention all this is it, t- talking about just a lot of towns that really depend on hunting. Um, and it was really cool to see that, you know, and I've not been in these towns when it is hunting season and being that it's February, it's kind of the end of it right now, but, uh, I'm sure they're just hustling and bustling when it, when it comes to, you know, hunters and catering to hunters. There's lots of signs, you know, welcome to welcome to Brady, Texas, and it's got these, you know, these big antlers and stuff. So that was just super, super cool to see. So um, Friday morning rolls around, and, and kind of the name of the game is, uh, you know, safari-type hunting. So uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with that, 
you know, safari-style hunting, so long as you're off of a, a public roadway, you're basically, you know, hunting from the back of a, a vehicle. And you can, you know, a lot of the rigs in South Texas have these, uh, um, have these big high racks where you can actually drive the vehicle from up there, so on and so forth. So we've got something kind of similar to that that, that we were hunting out of. And, um, again, the, the thought was is to wake up before the sunset and just kind of creep around in this, in this, in this Jeep um and, and see if you can just catch these axes uh you know, the axes deer uh are, are herd animals so so they typically uh will, will hang out in herds okay you know you know with the white tails you'll see you know you'll see you know three or four does together and fawns you'll see you know and, and then you'll see separately you'll see a couple of bucks you know but but they really don't you know hang out together and kind of move together like that right well with the axis deer they absolutely do that so you know, if you see one axis deer, chances are you're going to see the whole family. I mean, grandfather, grandmother, babies, I mean, the whole, the whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so again, kind of the thought was is to, to creep around, see if we can catch one out in the open. So uh, we, we did just that. We, we started to creep around and uh, again, just got to see beautiful country. In fact, I was pretty much distracted looking at the, at everything else, but for deer and saw a lot of white tailed deer, uh, ended up seeing a uh, scimitar oryx. Really? Which you, yeah. Yeah. Which That's if cool. you've never seen one of those, it's just unbelievable, uh, unbelievably beautiful. But, uh, uh, what did the, uh, white tail look like? Any, uh, nice bucks? You know, we, we, we did see quite a few bucks. At least I think Ty did. I did not. Uh, there were some, some really big bodies on them, not your typical mm-hmm. hill country deer. And we found out later from one of the owners that they do have some, uh, some, uh, genetics in there. So yeah. I would kind of explain kind of why the bodies are a little bit bigger. Um, but, um, we, we didn't see any, like any, you know, you know, 280 class deer or anything of that nature. But, uh, so really in the, the first morning didn't yield any, uh, any, any successes. So um, the evening rolled around and we decided to, to kind of try it out a little bit different. We thought, well, you know, we, we knew that these axis deer are, are, you know, again, smarter than the average, uh, smarter than the average deer. So we, um, we thought to ourselves, okay, you know, what, what are we going to do strategy wise here to see if we can get on one of these things? Well, this, this terrain, that's something I didn't talk about. I talked a little bit about what, what, what makes the terrain, but it was thick as hell. Mm. <laughs> Just put it that way. I mean, this brush was unbelievable, and an animal gets, you know, five yards into it, it's gone. You know, it, right. it is gone, and, and you will not see it. Uh, and there were not a lot of uh, vistas that you could park on, you know, and and, and kind of look over. You know, there there weren't a lot of straight roads, you know, that, that you could sit on and, and hope to to catch them coming by. So, so what we did was we decided to. To kind of uh, to kind of change it up, we talked to one of the the, the head guides there, um, and he ba- a, a gentleman by the name of Pancho, and nice. Pancho recommended that we go to this particular blind. So we put Ty and and Bo in that blind, and 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 Rich and I went and uh, drove around the Jeep. And kind of the thought was, you know, maybe we'll, you know, if we do run to Smacks, this maybe you know maybe we can potentially push one to them or something of like that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, with that country like that, I guess you had to be ready to shoot pretty quick. No doubt. <laughs> uh, yes, that, that's, that's, that's absolutely correct. So, um, and they said, you know, we were, uh, I'm not, I mean, my right arm was sore from holding my rifle, you know, and our rifle's not heavy, you know, uh, but that was just holding on to it so long. Um, so that night, you know, we, we got underway and, and Ty Snacks had a bunch of deer. He had a bunch of uh, white tails. 
had quite a few um, uh, quite a few whitetail bucks and does. Uh, Rich and I uh, kind of decided again just to creep around, but uh, he also uh, purchased uh, what's called I think it's called the Easy Access Call, uh, and and it's actually oh, yeah. made by a, a guy here. Uh, I think he's out in the Braunfels. In fact, I actually sent him an email. I'd like to to get him onto the podcast because he has a, just a really cool, cool idea. Uh, Axis deer, a lot like elk, are, are pretty vocal. Um, and I've heard a lot of really good things about this call. So uh, we ended up getting the call by the day before we, we went out there. So we didn't have a lot of practice, but we sure as heck had a lot of fun playing with it. We've actually got some video of it. It probably doesn't sound like it needs to be, but again, with a little bit of practice. In fact, by the end of the weekend, Rich was, was pretty pretty proficient at it. <laughs> um, so we tried to use that and uh, didn't have a lot of luck. But but again, we, we actually weren't hearing a lot of axis either. You know, typically, when the axis are kind of in their, their rutting phase, they'll they'll bellow a lot. Uh, they're, again, they're, they're very vocal. So they're kind of like elk, except... Do they have a rut or do they just kind of go all year? It's it, they they do, but it's at different times. Uh, it's at different times depending on I think you know depending on the the herd really yeah. uh, is from what I've heard. You know, I know at the Rancho Bandito, they're uh, I think like June or July is when I hear their bell and when they kind of go into it, which is I mean talk about a terrible time to be in the rut. Oh my god, we could have picked a worse time, but a the, little hey, hot. Yeah, a little hot. hot. Like, you know, can we can we just can we just rut in the morning or when it's dark? Because it's really hot out here. So um, yeah. Anyways, Rich and I drove around that night, and uh, I didn't didn't have a lot of luck. Had a lot of fun, of course. Uh, just gorgeous weather. It was overcast and probably uh, you know sixty something of that nature. Uh, Tyson, on the other hand, uh, shook the fillings out of everybody's teeth on that property when his uh, seven mag howitzer went off, and he managed to uh, separate the face of a of a gray fox from its body. So oh, wow. uh, Tyson, yep, Tyson put down a gray fox. Never shot one of those before. Um, you know, pe- people will say, "Oh, you know, what's a gray fox going to do?" Well, <laughs> you know, gray fox is not going to take down a a, a a mature a mature whitetail. You know, would they go after a newborn fawn? Probably. Would they go after a turkey eggs? Absolutely. Quail eggs? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, you know, we, we've talked about the predators and, you know, how you, you're never going to thin them all out, but it, it's it's okay to, you know, to, to take a few. So so Tyson took one. He's actually, uh, much to his wife's delight, talking about trying to do the tanning himself. So, oh, really? So yeah. he, 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 he took the... Oh yeah, oh yeah. He he put the fox in the freezer, and then, uh, it, it, it's exciting. So. Oh, it's great! I can't wait to hear all that goes. Oh God, I know. I I might bring some audio recording equipment, right? So, you know, uh, that that'll be interesting. So, anyway, so that was a wrap on on uh, on Friday. Uh, Saturday rolls around, and uh, boy, it, it's kind of uh, kind of the same same as Friday. Uh, still just kind of trying to do the same thing. Uh, I, I, one thing I did forget to mention Friday, we did see, uh, we did see one axis deer. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I lied. Tyson, between the morning hunt on Friday and Saturday, him and Bo were, were walking around and they did see a single axis deer and, okay. and, and they saw that axis deer for oh, less than a second. And then mm. said axis deer ran off to the next County. So, uh, <laughs> Uh, so they, so we, they did get to see one. We, we may have had a, an unconfirmed sighting that morning. There was a, 
a, a dash, a, a flash that came by. Mm-hmm. Uh, could have been an axis, probably was a whitetail. So, or it could have been the flash. Or it could have been the flash, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, comic books, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, so Saturday rolls around, and, and it's again kind of much of the same. You know, we're, we're we are kind of getting a little, you know, a little frustrated, but we know this is the way axes are. You know, they they just are so uh, they're sneaky like that. You know, and, and they will hold up and they won't move. Um, and, and we knew this coming into this, um, but you know, we had thought you know that we had covered it pretty good. Um, but of course, you know, they, they continue to elude us. So, um, how many blinds did they have on the, it was 500 acres, right? Yep. 500 acres. Uh, they had, I think they probably had five blinds, five feeders on, on this pasture, um, and probably five protein feeders, all of which were over a thousand pounds. So they got a pretty serious, uh, feeding operation. Um, so it, it's, uh, yeah, it's a cool deal. Oh, you just reminded me actually, I also have a bunch of stock tanks loaded with ducks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely infuriating. I mean, we, every tank we would come up on, we would spook ducks. Now I'm not just saying a duck. Okay. We're talking multiple ducks. And, uh, it was amazing because if, if those ducks could hear what I was thinking, right. Uh, oh, golly. It was, it was, it was ugly, but uh, it was good to, good to see them. I think you're thinking um, just a lot of shotgun blasts. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's that's right. right. Yeah, but uh, hey, hopefully, hopefully they'll 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 trek further south next this next year. So, right. um, yeah. So so going back to Saturday, you know, same thing. Actually, Tyson they elected to get in a different blind, uh, which gave him a little bit better vantage point. Um, again, my brother and I drove around. That's same results. Nothing, you know. And we're starting to get frustrated. You know, we had been all over this ranch. You know, here and there and, and everywhere and trying to, to, to get to, you know, see if we can catch up with these axes. Uh, and so uh, that evening, same thing. I mean, we, we don't know what else to do, you know. Uh, now, did y'all drive all day? Or oh, have, for, for the most part, yeah. 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 Okay. And, you and we were creeping around, you know, being quiet, trying not <clears throat> to disturb things. You're hopefully trying to, you know, catch them in some sort of transition. Now, it did start to get warm in the afternoon. So in the afternoon, we did uh, we did back out. Mm-hmm. Um, and ended up going to a, um, we ended up going uh, in back into the house cause it's getting warm. We kind of figured that, uh, most of the critters be, be laying down. So, uh, that night or that afternoon, uh, Tyson again's in the blind with his son and, uh, Rich and I are overlooking, um, God, we, <laughs> we made ourselves up this, uh, what really wasn't a cheap hill and it was full of cactus. Uh, <laughs> but our, our, our good friend Dave allowed us to borrow his Jeep. So, um, he, he didn't seem to bother. He didn't seem to mind. Um, so we were looking over this, this hill and, and my buddy, this, or, uh, my brother-in-law decided to kind of call one of the owners and the owner actually told us, well, yeah, you know, those axes, if, if you're really going after them, typically they, they'll hang out, uh, you know, on the downside of this, uh, of the slope, you know, near the kind of near the highway along the high fence. And we were just blown away. I'm like, what? You're kidding me. And so the reason why this was such a shock to us uh, is because, first of all, the the area this the, the area of the ranch that he's talking about was again along the highway. Okay, and it's not like it's a a, a very busy highway, but it's a highway nonetheless. Um, and 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 there's a, a probably about a, a a forty yard slope. Okay, that runs for you know just probably just under a mile is kind of what we calculated. 
Um, and it, it's just, and it's, it's a really nasty angle. I don't know what the angle is, but, but just to think that, that these deer would be hanging out here until, until dusk was, or what well, was just kind of, it was crazy to us. Like there's, there's no way. So like they uh, uh, boxed themselves in a little bit in, in yeah. a sense or. Yeah. And, and what was really nuts about besides just smack dab in the middle of the property, it's really one of the only places that we didn't look. Huh. And, and we didn't look because it was so thick. We we couldn't see we couldn't see ten yards into it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and from the jeep, we'd have to look, you know, we'd have to stand up and and look down, and you still wouldn't be able to see, you know, very much in there. So we we end up calling Tyson and picking him up, and and basically we went to where this where this you know this 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 kind of drop off went to down to the high fence near the highway. Uh, and so what we did was me and Rich went to the bottom and I, I have a, a professionally done drawing of this that, I, that Jimmy's <laughs> going to post so you guys can see exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. So Rich yeah, and I'm I, looking at it right now. It is, it is a beaut. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, pretty it's, it's Picasso-esque. Yeah. It's pretty good. In <laughs> fact, for those of you who are like architects and want to hire me, I'm, I'm not for sale. I'm just way <laughs> too busy. So, but yeah, you'll, you'll see me, you can't miss me. And then. You'll you'll see kind of the slope. I don't think that's exactly the scale, but it was about forty yards up to the very top. And then Buddy was going to be our is is the name of the stick figure, and that would be our good friend Ty. Uh, and then in between me and Ty is again forty yards of just nasty cedar and brush and cactus and all that. So basically, what the guy the guy recommended was have somebody along the high fence down down the hill have somebody up on the road and you just have to go for a good old-fashioned deer drive um so that's what we did you know of course we don't have dogs actually you can't even use dogs in the state of texas so uh, we just used ourselves and so we i've got some video of this and of course uh, i didn't have my camera on when the right time was but uh that's that's, that's <laughs> typical but uh so we started doing this and kind of the, the thought was ty was going to be about tried to be about 10 yards in front of us of course we couldn't see him he couldn't see us uh, but, but sure enough, about 500 yards into this, in this walk. Okay. Um, I can't, and I've got my, I've got my, uh, my, my scope caps popped up. I mean, I am ready to put something down. Sure enough, again, about 500 yards in this walk, we see, uh, we, we have three axes does just kind of, it's almost like they kind of got pushed out of the, um, of the area that they were held up in. And so they were right there along the fence. And so I immediately shouldered my rifle, uh, and I was about to squeeze off a shot, but a couple of things. First of all, it would have been I would have been shooting this deer right in the bottom, uh, which which can definitely be fatal, but uh, it's not a best shot. The other thing is because of the angle, uh, I could see I could see car lights in my scope. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, granted, this car was you know a quarter mile of away, but it just, it really wasn't a safe, it, I mean, it, it was probably a fine shot, but I, 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 you know, again, I had a split second to make a decision, so right. didn't make it, I did not shoot, obviously, um, I had really hoped that, that it had worked, and, and we had pushed those, those, those deer, you know, up that hill and up to Tyson, uh, well, sure enough, we, we pushed him up to Tyson, but unfortunately, we pushed him about 200 yards in front of him, so he he did not have a shot. So so Ty had to basically run, uh, and they 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 so they they started they went past the front gate and started heading towards the river, uh, which again it's all high fence. So 
Um, so Tyson was trying to cut him off. It was all said and done. Ty ran, you know, I, I don't know, a mile and a half, something of that nature, in boots. The next wow. day, next day, miserably sore. We we popped out to get some food and some gas, and he's oh god, my bones. I'm like, well, yeah, dude. Yeah, we we weren't meant for that kind of thing. So. Uh, but yeah, the act in high school anymore. Yeah, the, exactly. Not high school football anymore. Exactly, exactly. So, but but the the Axis Drive of 2019 failed. But 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 we learned a lot. Um, again, the, these Axis deer, they're they're very smart. They are very 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 smart. And if any of you out there that are going on Axis deer hunt uh, at, at a particular ranch, I, I would really, I would really ask. Um, I would really ask, you know, hey, are these deer hitting the feeders? You know, they out there in the open. You know, what's the deal? Because uh, you know, the 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 axis deer at Rancho Bandito, they are um, they they don't hit corn feeders as we've talked about, but they hit protein feeders. You know, so you really kind of want to. What did they say about down there? What's that? What did they say about it down at that place? Did down they... there, they said that they'll hit the protein feeders when they're full. We didn't have yeah. the protein feeders weren't full yet. And, and and they they didn't they didn't keep them full. They they fill them up actually this week. Funny enough, because this is the last week they do exotic hunts until you know their their little lease season starts over again, which I think is I think is like in September, something of that nature. So, um, but he says you know they're they're mostly nocturnal. So I, I think it's important if you're going to go on really on any hunt. It's it's actually a good a good thought. You know, ask about the deer behavior. Don't just assume that they're going to be at a feeder. Don't just assume that they're going to be, you know, this isn't that. Because, you know, if, if I had been more prepared uh, and had we had known that, that we were going to have to, to spot and stalk them, I, I probably would have bought a little, a um, you know, some sort of shooting stick with me. Uh, now, again, I ends up I wouldn't have ever used it. But um, if, if I would have had a shot, sure, it sure as heck would have helped. Um. So I think I think that's a good tip. I also think that th- this trip really, you know, really, really, um, really, you know, kills the the whole concept of, you know, oh well, the the high fence is sure unfair. You know, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. Are you uh, kidding me? Right. Are you kidding me? The, 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 it could have been four hundred axes deer in there, and we would never would have seen a one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they're a hell of a lot smarter than we are. Okay. Now you know you put you put twenty axes deer in a in a ten acre pen. Yeah, no, that that's that's not cool. That's unfair, no doubt. Or the, yeah, or a ten acre pen in a v- totally flat land with no trees or anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know, if you were hunting axis deer on the moon, right. that would probably <laughs> right. not be very much fun. Okay, <clears throat> but you know, five hundred acres, four hundred acre pasture, high fenced or not, uh, that that's tough. That is tough. All right, these deer aren't just gonna aren't just gonna lay down and die. It was uh, it was it was definitely uh, definitely a challenge, and also it also I think puts the uh, really puts down the whole the whole concept of the feeders. You know, uh, these axis deer weren't going to the feeders. Okay, so you know we were out there spotting and stalking. Well, well hold on, hold on. You know, you guys were hunting over feeders, and it was high fence, five hundred acres. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, I guess you don't pay taxes either. You're just a huge cheater, right? Now, oh, yeah, no, so that, that would be nice. Yeah, well, right, sure, sure. So, but but again, <laughs> it's just proof that you know feeders. You know, fears can obviously help, but they're not the answer all the time. You know, high fences are nice, but, but you know, uh, sometimes they'll bite you in the butt too. So, 
Um, no, it was it was a, it was a really fun weekend overall. Again, got lots of good video and and I learned a lot. You know, uh, they're definitely a uh, uh, they're definitely a delicious target, uh, but it's but it's not easy, not easy. Well, and that just kind of adds to the the allure, I think, of the axes. See, if you were able to go out there and shoot one like right at the beginning, right? You know, yeah, right. yeah you, you'll still love the meat and everything, but yeah. now. If you go on another axis hunt, you'll just appreciate it even more. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> you know, it, that meat will taste that much better. No, there's that. That is <laughs> that is absolutely true. Yep. 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 So that was it. Um, you know, again, didn't shoot anything, <clears throat> but uh, had a great time. Cooked a lot of food. We uh, we had steaks and quail over uh, mesquite. Uh, mesquite fire, which is just, boy, it's just second to none. Um, if you can get real mesquite wood, which of course in Texas we're, 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 oh, we have so much of it, so, but it, it's a real, it's a lot of fun to cook over. So with uh, pretty stars and a handful of cocktails and just a lot of laughing. And, uh, it was, it was, it was a good time. Good well, time that's awesome. Yep. That's awesome. You know, and in the end, even if you don't shoot anything, the hunting trip is always, you know. It was always fun. You yep. know, the, the funny stories, the laughs. Oh, for sure. You know, whatever else goes on. So for sure, <laughs> making making memories. Uh, yep. Right. There Absolutely. you go. There you go. Well, uh, you want to give got people a uh, little preview of the hunt we're going on uh, in a yeah. couple weeks? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're going to be going out to uh, we're going to be out going out to the Rough Creek Lodge. Uh, I asked uh, I asked Santa Claus for. Uh, for a, a half-day uh, mixed-bag bird hunt, uh, upland birds. So we're going to be on the Rough Creek Lodge here, I guess, in the uh, weekend. Uh, be me and maybe a handful other guys. And looking forward to that. Going to do some, some upland bird hunting. Uh, and we'll be getting some good video. And maybe we'll be able to interview somebody. I, I don't know. Well, yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be yeah. fun. Yeah. So we're well, I'm excited for that. For that. I finally get to. Uh, it's, I feel like we've talked about a couple of hunts lately, and I, I'm just on the other side listening. You know, <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking forward yeah. to being part of part of another one this time. Well, and you know, the, the other thing we're going to do while we're out there is we are going to um, we're going to be we're going to be doing what we what we always preach. We're going to be out there filling up feeders. Yep. Uh, going to be putting some mineral out, uh, things of that nature. So we we'll hope to get some. Some good, uh, some good footage while we're out there. All right, awesome. Well, that'll be fun. Looking forward to it. No doubt. Uh, you got anything else before we sign off on this one? Well, yeah, yeah. I, I think I do. Oh, I'd like okay. to, I thought I, you did. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we we at the kind of the beginning of the the podcast day, we we were going to talk about Casey. So, um, Casey is a, is a very dear friend of mine, uh, and kind of a little, a little backstory on her. Um, the, the podcast before, oh gosh, they're all starting to run together now. Was it, uh, was it 95 or was it, was it 415? Anyway, I think it was 1272. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. There's a podcast or two ago. We, <laughs> we talked about, uh, how we had some, some of my, some friends down to the, to the Rancho Bandito and they, they killed hogs, right? Well, apparently, and I went back and listened to the podcast and she's right. Apparently, I mentioned everybody there, all 50 children, uh, the, the, my wife, uh, the other guy's wife, the, the two fellas, uh, and the partridge and the pear tree, but I did not mention the, the wife of the, the gentleman who shot the first, first hog. 
so and she was she was jokingly, of course. She was very upset. So so that's why uh, we wanted to spend this episode. Um, you know, we're talking about the Axis Hunt, and then we're going to talk a little bit about my my dear friend Casey. Um, and, and so we we hope that she appreciates this. We hope she really likes this. So, um, yeah. No, obviously we're 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 just having fun, but um, it is kind of funny. Casey and I do have uh, a lot in common, other than the fact that we're we're both humans. Um, you know, we we both uh, have kind of dyslexia in our uh, of, of that's you know, common between us. She does not have dyslexia, but I do. What Casey does is she is, um, and oh God, I'm going to butcher this. She's going to eat my lunch, but uh, <laughs> she she works for a public school here in uh, here in the Dallas area, and she works with children who have learning differences. Uh, so so primarily dyslexia, uh, and so when I found this out, um, you know, I was very intrigued because I grew up in the in the Texas public school system and the you know, the, um, the late eighties, um, and, and being a child with a learning difference, uh, it was, it was very tough. And I can remember, uh, second grade in particular going up to that, that projector that, uh, that they used to, they used to write on with a little piece of film that, you know, if you oh, looked yeah. in the projector, you would literally <laughs> lose years off your, your eyes. Right. And, and I'd be sorting through all my papers, all the, the other students' papers, seeing A's and B's, A's and B's. And then there's my paper with a C on it. And I just couldn't figure out, you know, why was I different? And we, we, we found out that I had a learning difference, you know, uh, dyslexia. Um, well, at that time in the public school system in Texas, there really was no, uh, there were no, you know, help. There, 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 wasn't, there was no Casey. And uh, because of that, I struggled mightily. Uh, I spent a lot of time uh, after school with, with my, my teachers, and they were fantastic, by the way. You know, but but it was really just giving me extra help, not necessarily teaching me a different way that made sense to me. Uh, of course, the, the one down, the one plus to that is I did get to drink a lot of ginger ale. I remember that in the teachers' lounge, like that's like all they had. And I don't get it, it's a Canadian <laughs> thing, but God, it was good, and I still have the tongue for ginger ale. But Ugh, uh, to this day, but uh, <laughs> but I did not have a Casey. I did not have somebody there who was who was dedicated to helping these kids out, uh, and because of that, I struggled. And uh, it, it, it kind of left up, you know, uh, um, the struggles have, they've motivated me, but they also have kind of scarred me. You know, if, if, if I, I find myself getting down on something, even though it was so many years ago, you know, the struggles that I had, it, it um, you know, sometimes it, the, it, that can be, they, they can last, the hangover effect can last a little bit longer. Um, but but my I was blessed enough for my folks to be able to get me into uh, a school that was uh, there to, to help kids with learning differences, um, and, and thankfully, because uh, you know again in the public school system back then there was there was no there was no Casey, um, so uh, I, I think it's just really cool that the Casey has dedicated her career to, uh, to to working with kids like me, you know that, that have dyslexia. And uh, that is an absolute gift. And if, um, you know, the, the, the children, they probably don't appreciate it. But I sure as hell hope the parents do uh, because it's not easy. And um, that, that really takes a special person to, to work with, with children, you know, that, that have that. So uh, my hat's off to you, Casey. You're awesome. You're the best. And I, I really hope that you have, uh, you've liked your little, uh, little segment here on Feed Bandit. <laughs> well, there you go. Cheers. Yes, here, here. All right. All right. Well, uh, I guess that'll do it for this one. Um, uh, nothing else really to say other than 
You guys have a good one. We'll talk to you on the next one. Support your local feed store and dyslexia people. Ah, there you go. All right. Thanks for listening to the Feed Bandit Podcast. If you want to find new and innovative hunting gear and service providers not typically offered through the traditional big box hunting stores, come on over and join the hunt at feedbandit.com slash join. When you join, as a bonus, you'll get our entertaining free e-guide of unique hunting tips and tricks. And a reminder to all you small businesses, feed stores, gear inventors, or entrepreneurs in the hunting space, if you'd like to get more exposure to potential customers by being featured on the FeedBandit podcast, please let us know. We'd love to discuss what we can do for you and your business. Go to feedbandit.com promote. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please give us a rating and review on iTunes as it would really help us out. Go to feedbandit.com slash iTunes. Thanks everyone for listening. Until next time, please remember to support your local feed store.